This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at InfinitePotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. How's it going? We'll jump right into it. Uh, if you okay, hear, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't, just I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to. Oh my god, yeah, right in or wait till the end. Nah, the, nah, I just, I just want to get it out of the way. Uh, okay, if you hear okay. a deflatedness in my voice, um, that is because something absolutely inconceivable to me happened on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, so it was about. <sighs> I want to say eight, maybe eight thirty in the morning. I was upstairs. I just cooked breakfast, and I was I was eating at the the kitchen island, and um, out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere, no no prior health issues, no prior problems. Uh, Penny, uh, my cat, ends up um, making this sound, which is the sound of a seizure. Oh. As a seizure on the kitchen chair, falls out of the kitchen chair. And by the time I raced over to where she was gone about 20 seconds later, no warning, no change in routine, no change in diet, no indications that she was sick in any way, shape or form. How old was she? Seven. Oh. Now, as many of you know, Penny was a bigger cat. And so there were a lot of things that she could have been suffering from that we probably couldn't detect. Things like kidney disease, things like heart disease. Julie and I have read a ton of information about this over the past week. Um, she could have had a brain tumor that just went like that. Uh, sure. But the inconceivable part is not losing Penny. I, I'm one of those um, emotional masochists who, if I know something bad is going to happen, I play that scenario over and over and over again in my head. I see you nodding along with me. I think this is another similarity between the two of us. And so I've played out every conceivable scenario for everyone who I love, uh, just because I've lost a sister, I've I've, I've gone through some real heartache and it's just a coping mechanism I, I use. And I've thought about over the years of Penny getting older and getting overweight, needing additional medical care. I've played everything out in my head except for this or just randomly i mean there wasn't even enough time for me to call the vet to ask what to do yeah it was she was there one second and then she was just gone and i have been an absolute wreck for the past week uh yeah and, and uh, listen i apologize oh I, 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 I can only imagine what you're going through because you know obviously we were we were supposed to initially uh, record last last Monday, you had a mild inconvenience happening at your house. Yes, you had like the right. HVAC guy or whatever. That's right. Over. So yeah, we 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 pushed it because you, know, uh, you had a doctor's appointment on the Tuesday. So we said, okay, well, why don't why not we why not just record Wednesday. on the on the Wednesday? And then I get the text that said, hey, not going to be able to record. I I don't know how to phrase these text messages. I feel like I'm I'm the worst. Like I'm such an empathetic and considerate person in everyday life. 
these text messages that I sent out to people were just like, just so you know, Penny just had a seizure and died. I think was the exact words that I like, I I didn't know how to, I I didn't know. I, I, the Wednesday and Thursday were an absolute blur to me. I, I don't remember much of it. I, it's, it's funny. I'll, I'll tell you this and then, and then I'll let you go. My, a few years back, um, our family dog, Oscar, mm-hmm. which was a giant schnauzer, he was suffering from some things. He wasn't doing great, but he wasn't on the verge of death. And he ended up passing away on my mom's birthday mm-hmm. and uh, his nose started bleeding and it wouldn't stop. And her reaching out to me, and I, I know she listens to this. It's an experience that is so inconceivable to sit there so helplessly, whether it's a cat, whether it's a dog, whether it's a loved one, just to see something that you care about that much and feeling so helpless that you can't do a single thing to help. It's just helpless even more than if, if, if it was a a human, because the the cat can't tell you what's wrong. The pet can only do so much to signal that they might be in some form of of distress. So listen, I, I, I apologize for, for, I mean, I, if, if, if I'm pushing you to do this. No, 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 no. And and honestly, I I had a gig tonight. I was supposed to perform up at taps in El Segundo. Um, It's a reoccurring show. And I actually asked the host, Danny there, who was great. He was like, I was like, look, I I just dealt with this. I I can't get up on stage in front of people right now. And so he pushed me back to the 21st, but I wanted to be able to come on and talk about this. There, there, there are details that I haven't really provided to people that I know those people listen to the podcast. So it's easier to just kind of get them all out like this. And one thing that I did want to talk about very quickly for those incredible loyal fans of the show that have been here since day one, in the early episodes of this show, there was a sock that floated around my room. And we kept pointing to the sock, asking people to engage in our content in some way and guess what was in this sock. And we never addressed it. This was back when we had video. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the sock was filled with catnip. I realized I never told everybody this. So one of the suggestions that's really great for bonding with an animal, especially a cat, is you take one of your socks and you put catnip in it. So it plays with it so that it's playing with something that distributes catnip, but it also is something that smells a little bit like you. So it bonds with you as a person. One of Winnie's soft crates that she sleeps in is basically wallpapered with my underwear. Like (laughs) she will, she'll, she'll go into the, into the hamper and steal, (laughs) steal underpants out and just. Oh, she'll bring them in. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. It's, that's adorable. Well, it's adorable and also like why why do i no longer have any underwear in, right in underwear, so we have to we have to stop clayton from eating used underwear which in and of itself is its own disturbing dilemma but for dogs that's the best kind no i know i, no, I, I yeah trust me, trust me he loves it like what whatever that thing does for him it's great the pets have been a little weird clayton wasn't home when it happened, but Cooper was. Cooper is about two and a half and is a uh, not a Siamese. He's a Persian, which are mm-hmm. known for being very, very sweet animals, but not the brightest bulb. Uh, and Cooper has always suffered from being a little bit of a moron. But he was there when it happened, and I, I think it's he like he can feel it. Clayton has no idea what the hell's going on. This dog bounces around like he's the happiest. Like you know that video of like I'm a hat hap happy guy i'm a hap hap happy guy of like dogs mm-hmm. that's clayton in a nutshell 
but yes, it's been very, very tough. And uh, I think that even though I knew how much of a wreck I was going to be, I still under, I still under appreciated how important that cat was to me. Yeah, I um, listen, I cannot even imagine what state I will be in when 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 Winnie crosses the Rainbow Bridge. And she, she's a small dog, so hopefully I can I can wait about 13 years for that to happen. But yeah, when it does, um I I I don't think I'll be available for a while. Yeah. Well, unless we need to set up your fantasy football team, then uh, well, you got to pony up. No. We have so many things. We have so many things to get into. I'll tie this off right here and just say, for those of you who have reached out to me, um, if I haven't had the opportunity to get back to you yet, thank you very, very much. I have gotten zero cat hate. I've gotten zero. It was just a cat, which I, which was, I was very paranoid about. Cause I think if your pet people there, there are, some dog people, I will say, can be a bit elitist where you can only have that connection with a dog. Sure. There are pet people who just understand that all pets are different. My cat had a lot of very companionship dog-like qualities. And yeah, whatever whatever your connection is to your animal, whatever that connection is to you, losing that connection is like losing a part of yourself. And, and I, I, I've talked a little bit about comparing it to my sister. Losing Caitlin was hard, but in such a different way. Like we knew Caitlin was sick. We knew that it was going to occur. We had the opportunity to say goodbye. And more importantly, you know, siblings, family members, parents, when they pass, they're not a part of your day-to-day routine. They're, they're not part of your cycle. Sure. You know, it, when, when my sister passed, I, she was, I loved Caitlin to death, but she was so annoying with text messages. This girl would fire up to rapid fire, like 50 of them in a row. Hey, 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 what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Hey, can I ask you a question? What are you doing? Hey, what? And it, you, you could just let her go. She would keep going. Um, but other than that, when you lose a companion, an animal, a dog, a cat, you lose a part of your daily routine. And That's so- true. I keep looking for her everywhere because I didn't realize how often I check in to make sure I know where she is. Like I look in her spots. I know in my head where she would be at any given moment of the day based off of the mood. And yeah, it's tough. It's in no way the animal's fault or Julie's fault, but the other tough thing is we still have two pets. Julie still works. I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm home. I'm in the office now two days a week, but I'm the one still doing the routine. Like I'm still cleaning out this litter box. I'm still putting out the food. I'm still doing everything I'm doing. I was doing with Penny. She's just not there. And it's such sure. a weird, it's such a weird thing. So well, thankfully you still have other animals in the house that you can kind of still have that routine. I know that uh, like over the course of the, of the, uh, of the pandemic, you know, uh, we had a lot of dogs in our neighborhood anyway. Like in order to live in our neighborhood, generally the requirement is you either have a kid or you have a dog. <laughs> and for a while, Andrea and I had neither until until we got Winnie. But a lot of the a, a couple of the older dogs in the neighborhood have passed over the last year and a half. And you see, see the owners who, you know, you see them out walking the dog, but now they don't really have that again, you don't have that right. routine. And you you feel an absence of that connection from the other pet owners. Like these are people that you know that you spend a lot of time with. You know, I've I've had people ask Julie asked about getting another cat. 
Um, I started looking at other cats. It's tough for me to imagine a replacement for Penny because there would never be any type of replacement. Of but, you know, you talked about the other animals in the house. Look, Clayton, the dog, is just a bundle of happiness and energy all the time. I mean, it's just, he's, it's always his happiest day. And Cooper and I get along. Like, he's sure. letting me pet him a lot more since Penny's passed. But both of those animals were with Julie before I moved in. I mean, those animals are heavily bonded to her to the point where if she's home, I, I don't see them. Like I only <laughs> see them. I only see them if she's not home. And then they're like, Oh, we'll hang out with this guy. But like, if, if she's home, you know, the cat is curled up next to her. The cat learned to cuddle her from Penny. So it's like the cat learned to cuddle the human from Penny and then Penny's gone. And now every time the cat jumps up and cuddles with Julie, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm just witnessing the love that you're getting and that I don't have, <laughs> like, it's, it's just so brutal. So I meant to tell you, so ironically, we, we were looking at cats together and I, I don't, the, the cat process I went through was not through like one of these online forums. So we, we picked out a couple that we might like and might want to meet and just kind of see, because the other thing is the other cat is so young. We want to introduce another cat in early enough that they don't fight because sure. we don't want another, we don't want another dynamic where like, cause Penny didn't get super long with you. So we're looking one of the cats, <laughs> one of the cats we put at least an interest in that we're going to be doing a FaceTime with and talking to the cat's name is Winnie. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah. And I turned to her, I go, we can't get this cat. I was like, Jared's <laughs> dog's name is Winnie. She's like, Jared, we have to get this cat. Jared's dog name is Winnie. So that was the conversation that occurred maybe 20 I mean, minutes before that, I jumped that, that would be amazing if we, if we shared yet another parallel. Anyway, thank you all again. I really do appreciate you as well for like, I, I oh, know sure. that your response was, okay, whatever you need, and then left me the fuck alone, which, by the way, is the greatest way to handle me in a crisis. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, just leave me alone. I do a hard reset. Like, the whole system shuts down. All the cords are unplugged, and we just let the machine sit there and cool for like a day or so. I'm in a pretty much comatose state with my eyes. You could see how. Yeah, like, my, little puffy. yeah you, my eyes are puffy. I've been, yeah, I cry a bunch. I take a bunch of edibles. I, I, I numb myself. I watched, I watched every Disney movie that I haven't seen in the past, like 10 years, just like rapid firing, getting it out of my system. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you all. I'm doing okay. And uh, if you all get a chance, pour one out for Penny, have a drink for Penny, or if you can find any, find some wet foods and eat wet foods for Penny. <laughs> Soups, curries, stir fries, tuna fish, whatever it is. Tuna straight out of the can. Just dry albacore tuna out of the can. Just a a little wet foods for Penny. She'd appreciate it. So do you want to explain my fantasy football reference that I just did? (laughs) I will. So uh, for for those of you who've been listening uh, to us for a while, you may know uh, that Jared is not a big sports ball guy. Don't know the sports ball nerd. Can speak intelligently about it yeah. generally yeah. to people so that he can sound like he knows what he's talking about. However, when it comes to specific uh, details, not so much. Anyway. So I'm not fluent in sports, but I'm conversational. Conversational sports. Sure. So uh, I am in multiple fantasy football leagues. On uh, Sunday, I had three fantasy football drafts. 
technically that four. Te- we're getting there. Hang on one second. In, in the league that I've been in the longest, which is it's kind of weird how I got in there, but a, a guy who saw me at a comedy club in Buffalo oh. invited me like 12 years ago, invited me to into his fantasy football league. He had an opening. He enjoyed my set. He thought I was an all right guy. And, and he, he messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, would you like to be a part of this league? So it was me and 11 dudes from Buffalo. And that was that was this league. And that is um, the that is the least threatening fan sliding into your DMs. I've yeah, ever right, heard seriously. in my entire life. <laughs> no trash talk. No. How stable is your relationship? Just a straightforward. Right. I liked your set. You do fantasy football. Like how? Yeah. How does he explain guy? this? How does he explain this to people? I forget how <laughs> the introduction was made. It's been so long. But uh, anyway, uh, so someone recently dropped out of the mm-hmm. league and this guy uh chris papa the commissioner of of the league he listens to the podcast in fact oh, really he's one of the reasons that i initially pursued a podcast because every time i've spoken to him he goes when you start your podcast and i never had a hook until until we made our made our connection so so he listens to the show and so he also knows that you are not not the biggest sports <laughs> guy but he likes content. So he says, Hey, does, does Jared want to join the league? And I said, well, I can ask him. I mean, in in my head, sure. I think it would be great if we could have every Monday or every Tuesday or whatever, we can do our, our fantasy football recap. We're looking for we have a reoccurring segment. We, we need a reoccurring se- segment, and that'll last a couple of months. So, but all this happened. So to be clear, you asked me about this before Penny passed. Yes, it was yes, like yes. It was like maybe Sunday. It all happened so fast. It was like, I, I remember, because you were like, hey, do you want to join a fantasy football league? And my response, I remember clearly, because it was no. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, no, why would I want to do that? And you were like- It did take some arm twisting. You were like- are you sure? Like, it's kind of like a video game. And then I think my second question was, do I have to pay any money? Like every step was me resisting this. And you were like, if there's money, I'll put the money down for you. And I was like, I really don't want to do it. (laughs) And you were like, it would be good content. And I remember looking at that text being like, fuck me. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It is going to be good. content." Like my brain didn't even put the content part together, which is disappointing for me. So here, so so we needed to get you set up in the league, and we sent you yeah. all the right emails and the right links, and finally we got you set up in the league, and it was time to draft. Uh, we were supposed to draft on on Sunday night, and and you texted me and you said, "Hey, I am not in the right headspace to spend two hours." Oh, we're, we're getting a, who, uh, we're whoa. we're getting ahead of ourselves. So oh, Wednesday we? happened, right? Yeah, and I let you know, and we punted the recording this podcast to mm-hmm. today. I think it was like. Thursday, maybe. By the way, look at you already using football terminology. We punted it. Very good. Okay. See, I know I can I can speak business uh, sports, and that's just par for the course. Yeah. I think it was Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. That's all a blur. But you were like, "Hey, I know you're hurting, and I'm really sorry, but you need to select your three keepers." (laughs) Like you're like, what's a keeper? I have no idea. I was like, what are you talking about? Because at that point, I was like. This is in soccer. What are we doing? Like, because so, I thought keeper, right? 
Right, sure. So uh, allow me to explain the terminology to any of our listeners who may <laughs> may not know what that means either. So the league that I am in is a dynasty league or a keeper league, where from season to season, you can hold on to players from year to year. Now, in, in other fantasy leagues, every year you wipe out your team and redraft. Yeah. Here, you get to hold on to people. So it it kind of encourages you to draft rookies and if those rookies hit and do really well and you can you can get them when they first start out and now they're superstars in the league and you have them and that kind of that's kind of how my team is currently built so i have alvin Kamara, christian mccaffrey and uh the ravens quarterback lamar jackson so you were inheriting someone else's team that had, it that was had somebody left. else's team that was left to me that i'm just yes. taking over what you were trying to do was making sure that you know, I had these three players that were obviously very good mm-hmm. to your credit. Your message was not like inconsiderate. You were like, look, you just really need to do this keeper thing. Here are the three that you need to keep. You were like, these right. are the three I'm taking you all are- the work out of it. Just, right. th- just do this. I've taken a look at you. I've taken a look at your roster. Here are the three names you need to hang on to. I will spell them out for you. Well, in my numb state, it took 48 hours for me to figure out where the button <laughs> keeper was. You were like, just, just click on obvious. the, just click on keeper. In defense of me, you were looking on the app and I was on the website and the website, sure. the, the amount of frustration I reached at, where I was like, I, I'm not dealing with this right now. Like, no. And you were like, have you selected your keepers yet? And I was like, you know what? Here's my login information. Well, no, we luckily. didn't get there yet. No, I did the keeper stuff and then. Saturday rolled around and I told you for Sunday. Right. So and I was like, luckily, because I've been in this league for so long and Chris knows me and likes me and thinks I'm a responsible player, I am co-commissioner yeah. for the league. So I have certain powers within the website management right. of, the, uh, of the league that other players don't. So I was able to add myself as a second manager oh. for your team. Perfect. So that I could have two laptops open and <laughs> draft two teams at a time. And I think I did okay. I think I well, did all right. To, I to firmly nice- believe. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I, I'm not concerned about you because at the end of the day, even if I win, at least a Jared Stern wins this competition. Right, sure. We have, we have officially doubled the chances that Jared right. Stern. And we didn't do anything league. nefarious. Jared no. Stern drafted Jared Stern's team. That's absolutely and, right. You know, we don't have to discuss whether I'm talking in the third person or not. It's just a J- Jared Stern drafted for Jared Stern. It's that simple. So, uh, but but you understand the fundamentals of fantasy football, right? Yeah, I watched the league. Okay. So, you're, so you, you've seen a television show that deals with fantasy football or fantasy sports. Right. So, Do I need and- to give my company a warning that somebody from this, like, league is going to show up with like water balloons and like fuck with me at work in order to get me to trade a player like how um, aggressive does this thing get so i, as- here's, I assume here's the, the league is a documentary y- yes <laughs> you know what and it's going to play out on this podcast i'm sure we can get chris on the show at some point. oh okay all right we, we have so we can have a you know a, another excuse to have a guest on the show but you have nothing to worry about because everyone except for me is in Buffalo, New York. So oh. I don't think they're coming to California to try and get Clyde Edwards Hilaire or something like that. Oh, you got Clyde Edwards Hilaire? You have no idea. You have no idea. It's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. fine. He's the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's very good. You'll, you'll did you get well any for him? 
Did you get anybody from the Eagles on my team? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah the uh, the quarterback for the Eagles is your Wentz. Is Wentz still the quarterback? For no, the Wentz is currently in Indianapolis. I thought you were um, going to say India. I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, he's, he's playing cricket now. <laughs> you got Jared um, Cook on my team? All right. Got a Jared on the team. I like that. I'm going to yes, move your him he's, to the action. <laughs> <laughs> if you and listen, you're in charge of your team now. So. I like him. I'm going to make him I'm going to make him quarterback. You can't. Because he, he doesn't play quarterback? Because he doesn't play quarterback. He's a tight That end. makes sense to me. That makes okay. sense to me. All right. So, so <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so you, you, ha- you have your starting lineup, which is the, the players on the top half. Are, are, are you also looking at the, uh, the, the website right now? Yeah. What is, what is Brown's D slash ST? Okay. So. Just so, so you know, D slash ST sounds sexual. It sounds like it's. It, it just does. Especially because it's the Browns DST. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. No, so rather than draft individual defensive players, right? you draft an entire, you basically, you, you basically have the Browns defense and special teams. That so, seems not good. Why? The Browns are very good. Are the Browns good? I don't know. Okay, I might be thinking they, of the Bears. I no, no, be... no. Well, to be fair, the Browns have been historically bad. At okay, that. I thought so. Yeah. But recently, I last year, I think they were one game away from the Super Bowl, or they were, they were in the playoffs and they came up against the Chiefs and, and lost. They're, but they're a very good team and their defense is pretty good. Um, All right. So what, what on this list was your wild card selection for me, where you were like, ah, this could go one of a couple of ways, but I'm going to go for it. Well, I mean, you never really know. <laughs> you yeah. never really, you never really. I mean, there are there are a couple of of lead pipe locks, and those are for you. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, the mm-hmm. starting running back of the Dallas Cowboys. You've got Clyde Edwards-Helaire, the uh, starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Terry McLaurin, who is a very good wide receiver uh, for the uh, Washington Football Team. Oh, uh, the good old Washington football teams. The football teamers, yeah. Now, uh, the, with with Jalen Hurts being my quarterback from the Eagles mm-hmm. and Ezekiel yes. Elliott being a running back from the Cowboys, are they even going to be able to work together? Because I can't imagine them cooperating at all. Listen, I would I would hope that they're going to put their issues aside, yeah, and be able to win one for the for the California Fairy God Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever come the fuck up. you named your team. I, I got. I got to come up with a with a better name. Yeah, I, I just I just put anything in there. Whatever you want to name your team, whatever you want your your logo to be. And they play on Sundays. Uh, oh my on, God! Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. And this Thursdays. is all over the place. Yeah, it is all over the place. When did they it's start absolutely. playing football on Thursdays? Uh, it's, they've been doing it for quite some time. So much football. So much yeah, football. It's a, it's a lot of football. It's a lot of football so, for teams that only play 16 games out of the entire year. 17. The fact that it's I was just, that close. They, are well, you talking about the are you talking about the 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 Super Bowl? No, I'm talking about the fact they tacked on an extra uh, regular season oh, game starting this. They got they got to take some of these games away from basketball and start putting them over to football. Basketball players play too many games throughout the year. It's like 100 games each team and you don't get excited for them because football's so like we get 17 of these. We better appreciate each and every one of them. Sure, basketball, yeah, yeah. 
Basketball's like, you want some more games? Here's some more fucking games in your face. (laughs) Who cares about the players' knees and lower backs? More games. Three-a-day games. It's ridiculous. So we now have another level of interaction on a weekly basis. We do. But I'll be happy to, to hold your hand through all of this. I'll be happy to give you any kind of tips. I'll be happy to, to, to give you any kind of advice you might need because, again, you don't know who these people are. You no barely idea. know what sport they play. So They play the one with your foot. Yes, they play the foosball. If you were, if you were hankering for more sports content <laughs> from this podcast, and by basically the only sports content we've had is when we've talked about fucking uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, I was so, just thinking about that too. And the one time I uh, wore the bird shirt, you thought it was an Atlanta. I thought there was a ball. Yes, I did. I thought it was the uh, Atlanta Falcon shirt. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll have a reoccurring segment. We will be sure not to make the entire podcast oh, no, fantasy no, no, no. football. Um, but but, but <clears throat> what we can do is here. Here's two things that we can get out of this. First of all, we can have fucking regular video segments. We That's can true. put together because we can only we, we could do like a five minute breakdown of our fantasy football thing. Love that. Plus, we can bring Chris Colosi back on the show. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. I'm gonna well, have to I'm I'm gonna have to gear up for that one. <laughs> you know, we're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll wait a couple of weeks, but what I'm saying is because mm-hmm. uh fantasy football is a form of sports gambling, even though this particular league does not <clears throat> have a monetary What what do you get if you win? What's the bragging rights? Bragging rights. So this is not my normal energy as a human being, but what you're saying to me is that if I were to win this thing, then I would demonstrate to all of the people in the league that for all of their obsession, all of their love of the game, it doesn't matter. Anybody can walk in and do it, even a moron who knows nothing. You are playing to bring the entire system down. I was going to say, that's your motivation. To collapse 15 men's emotional insecurities just in <laughs> themselves. <laughs> That's what you're playing for. So anyway, okay. so yeah, so hopefully if all goes all goes well, we can have a weekly fantasy football breakdown. I and like it. God God forbid it happens in video. That would be that would be fantastic. We'll do it no in video pressure. and and listeners, listeners, message me on Instagram. Help me take down this league. <laughs> Give me tips. I will post my lineup. I'll go completely based off of what people vote for. You know, oh, just wow. leave it okay. to the internet. Yeah. Okay. You can run your team. You can crowdsource your team however you want to. But I'm now I'm now leaving it in your completely uncapable hands. <laughs> and 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 you can, like I said, I'm I'm available to you as I, a as a co-manager of your team and i can I will take use, myself off if you'd like no 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 it's but. fine i'm not i will use you as a resource i will say that one of the unique qualities about me and i think i've mentioned this before on the podcast the less i know how to do something the better i naturally am at it yeah so it's i'm expecting those, you to go undefeated that's i mean <laughs> week one i'm taken out of the entire thing like every player gets injured i don't even have a full lineup moving forward don't, could you don't joke because i mean this season especially there's going to be COVID stuff to deal with too. So That's if like true. a player, you have to go watch like the COVID list to see if somebody broke protocol or something. How um, do I rank as far as everyone else in like totals projected? So you, that's actually funny. You should mention that because you can, 
If you go I can to, see mine. I just don't know how to see everybody else's. If you go to the league home, there is the final standing projections. Got it. All right. So you see me there at the top. I'm projected to win right now, just based on my current lineup and what they had done previously and what they're projected to do this season. Right. Based on that, my lineup is projected to win. So I have nowhere to go but downhill. I can only disappoint myself and others. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, however, are projected to finish ninth. Okay. So you, you got nowhere to go. Well, you you could go, you could you could fall a couple more spots, but you got nowhere to go but up. Okay. So, I think I get it. Uh, I have I have two other things. Yeah, yeah. No, I, let, let's move off of fantasy football because yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, the last thing I want this to do is to just be, I don't want this to be a 45-minute a, a explainer uh, podcast. <laughs> so, um, so two things. Uh, one is about the expanded Jared Stern multiverse. That's right. Because well, I, I feel like we kind of lost sight of that we part of the show. We kind yes. of got one of the big fish, and then we were like, "Well, that's that's fine." So, remember, in defense of us, we did get the biggest fish right. possible. Well, yeah, one of the biggest fish, anyway. But I decided to speaking of, I, I just decided to go fishing. I decided to cast a few lines. There you go, just to kind of see if I could get anything. Uh, and I found a Jared Stern on Facebook from Australia. Really. And the Maxim Magazine, Jared Stern. I messaged both of them on Facebook. However, okay. I have not received a response back. I do have some news, though. Hit and me. that is that South African Jared Stern is back in play. I, I, I saw that he was he responded at the very he least. He finally responded. Apparently, he was going through some health issues or something. But he responded. He said he'd love to be on the show. I mean, obviously, we got to figure out scheduling because he, the time difference in South Africa. And Jared, we, if you're listening to this, when we bring you on, if you would like to choose my starting lineup for fantasy football that week, hey, more any Jared Stern that comes on the show can pick my starting lineup. All right. In fact, it's a team by Jared Stearns for Jared Stearns. For Jared Stearns, exactly. For content for this podcast. <laughs> That's that's the main thing. Content for the podcast. Uh, so, yeah. So hopefully we'll have him on the show uh, in the coming weeks. It's just a question Great. of scheduling and availability and all that stuff. But he's alive. Fantastic. He's alive and he's interested, which is the most important thing. <laughs> that's the order I select women in as well. Alive, alive and first and then interested. Sure. Two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> You don't want to mix those up because no, you you're going to get into some very uncomfortable <laughs> conversations. Well, or some very one-sided conversations. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing is, were you, so when you were growing up, were you a, a, a comic book collector? Very much so. I still have like a bunch of my comics uh, sitting in a box under here. So what, around <clears throat> when were you collecting? Like, when did you? So, yeah, I think, because a lot of us have like, comics that are from like specific eras sure. right so i had a lot of um i had a decent amount of x-men comics i i was really collecting around the in, original death and rebirth of superman right same here exactly so, same here so i have an unopened rebirth of superman i should have gotten an unopened death of superman but you know whatever you so that's one and then i have like a number of 
Um, there was a Spider-Man arc where there was like the clone, which was my favorite character growing sure. up, which was the Scarlet Spider. And mm-hmm. so you had this person who showed up and in New York that looked just like Peter Parker. And he was like, what the hell's going on? And then he sees, he's like, this guy stole my life. And so he sets out to figure out why this guy is pretending to be him. And then it turns out he's the clone and uh, steps back. And he's like, I don't want to interfere or get in the way. I'll be a different character. And he ends up being somebody called the Scarlet Spider. Very, very cool character. I'll be a a parallel person. And Peter Parker and I will start a a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Between two spiders. Between (laughs) two spiders. Um, So anyway, so uh, Andrea was, uh, she found rediscovered some toys that she had yeah. from her childhood um some uh playmobile toys uh they were kind of like legos but basically building toys where you could you could have a set where she had a castle and she had a train station anyway she had a bunch of these toys that were given to her by her sister uh she had them when she was young and now she just got them back and so she spent one afternoon uh, a couple weekends ago putting those together i was so i was like well if you're doing that i'm gonna go take a look at my comics yeah. because i have this long box of comics that they're all in bags and boards i haven't touched i haven't touched these things for for years and so i figured let's see if shit's worth anything because i i feel like when we were collecting in the 90s in like the mid to late 90s and early 2000s there was a time in 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 comic book publishing where they were kind of flooding the market with stuff to make like, hey, this is going to be collectible, kids. Buy all of this. Here's all of this crap in different like bags and uh, with different holograms and all these different things that could make them collectible. Because when we were growing up, that's when the stuff from the 50s, 60s and 70s were going for gobs of money. You know, all of our parents' comics were worth millions of dollars. So they're like, oh, guess what, kids? If you if you buy these now, guess what? And I never thought that they would be worth anything because, like I said, they were, they were kind of with the, especially with the death and rebirth of Superman. There were so many like second and third yeah. and fourth printings of this. They essentially flooded the market and made them worthless. Well, the big uh, one was um, was Kevin Smith, Mallrats, that old legend. Where sure did did you hear about this? Where he he funded the entire production of Mallrats, or was it Clerks? One or the other. He sold his entire comic book collection for like no shit thousands of dollars. I, I want to say like ten thousand dollars, like ten grand or something, because he had a lot. He, you know, Kevin Smith. He's a big collector. Sure, a big, yeah. But the the rumor, the legend, I'm pretty sure, is that he sold his comic book collection to help produce his first movie, and then with the money that he made from the movie, he bought his collection back. He bought his collection back. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, but one, one thing that I didn't realize I would, I would have when I was that age uh, was 25 years of patience. Do you, do you remember in, the, in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark where uh, this is right after uh, Indy thought Marion was dead and he's sitting in the bar and he's, he's trying to drink away his sorrows and Belloc sits next to him and, uh, and he says, you see this pocket watch? worthless bought it for for like five dollars from a vendor in the street but i take it i bury it in the desert for ten thousand years it becomes priceless yeah exactly like my comic book collection 
because are, are you si- swimming in it right now? Go. I'm sitting on about like four grand. What? Just based on what I was able to look up. Now, what do you have? Uh, the the crown jewels of yeah. the collection. Uh, first appearance of Bishop, who is a what? I'm well aware of Bishop from the X Men. First in the Days of Future Past saga. Mm-hmm. First appearance of Carnage. Oh, that's going to be huge with the movie coming out right now. Yeah, that's that's the big one. That was like that's worth about a thousand dollars on its own. And then I've got Spawn number one. I've got Punisher number one. I've got Damn. Ghost Rider number one. Like all of these, all of these runs that kind of start because when when back, back in the nineties, that's when these like superstar artists, yeah, were kind of getting their run. Like Todd McFarlane was doing Spider Man. Yep, and um, and Sam Keith was doing Ghost Rider, and and this was right before all of these guys jumped ship to start Image Comics. Mm-hmm. And they had like uh, Rob Liefeld was doing X-Force and, and uh, New Mutants and that stuff. But they all jumped ship and started their own company, Image, which is where Spawn and a bunch of other mostly irrelevant characters got started. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. Spawn it's was just... the big one. But so, yeah, so uh, I've got the Sam Keith Ghost Rider. I've got like the first 20, 25 issues of that. I've got Spawn like one through 25 or whatever, which includes the first appearance of a character called Angela, who apparently is a big deal. That's worth about 250 bucks. Wow. Um, I mean, most of the ones that I looked up were like maybe between 50 and $150. What I'm finding out is now in order to get the price that looks like is their worth is going to be a little bit more of a hassle because selling comics online or selling them, period, like you need to get them graded, mm. like officially graded. So, you know, what mint, near mint or whatever, but they're, they're graded on like a 10 point scale or something like yeah. that. And, but you have to send them away Ooh, to get graded. No, and it's expensive to do it. Like the, the cost to get something graded is based on what the perceived worth of the comic is. Can't you just seems like a fucking scam to me? Well, yeah, I I could, but what I'm what I'm going to do is basically I I much like you're going to crowdsource your fantasy football, I kind of crowdsource this. I put it up on Facebook. I'm like, who do I know that knows anything about grading comic books or or assessing the value of comic books? And like 15 different friends were like, yeah, I think I can you know figure something out. And one guy owns a comic book shop. It's out in Utah, but he owns a comic book shop, and he said he would assess my collection for me and kind of give me an idea. Well, it seems like the next meetup is going to be in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll go out to Utah with our comics. We'll hit the Utah comic book scene and trade it in and, 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 you know. And and drink some ginger ale. Fund the trip for ourselves. (laughs) Well, listen, but but here's the thing. Like, these, these comic books don't have any sentimental value to me. Anymore. No, I get it. Yeah. Because they, they've been sitting in a cardboard long box for 20 years. Yeah. At least. And I've never looked at them. Like I've never pulled in that time. And they've been out there in bags and boards because I was a meticulous uh, teen. And I, was, and I was convinced that these would be worth something one day. And 
I proved my parents wrong. Let me tell you. <laughs> I say, I mean, look, if you if it doesn't hold sentimental value to you, and it holds sentimental value to somebody else who will appreciate it on that level, oh. there's no reason you can't make a profit off of yeah, that right. transaction. Screw sentimental value, it holds value. It, it's got somebody else value. has value to it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, it, it, so if, if someone else wants the first appearance of Carnage, like I like I was saying on uh, on Facebook, I was like, if, if I can get half of what it says this shit is worth then um yeah i'm i'm golden i'm good that's pretty much how i valued myself my entire life which is if i can get get even half of what people accept that for what people think i'm worth i would be willing to accept (laughs) hey everybody thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns please leave us a five-star review even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com. Hey, 